much of the world, Venice Beach, California, is synonymous with hipster beachside living. Between the canals, the Muscle Beach, Abbot Kenny, the tiny bungalows that few can afford, tech industry giants live beside Hollywood icons. As you turn beachward off Lincoln onto Rose Avenue, past the highest grossing Whole Foods in the nation, you come to something unique. Bread and Roses Cafe. Bread and Roses Cafe is a restaurant for the houseless. They serve over 500 hot, nutritious meals a week. There are also on-site case managers to connect guests to all the services that they need. But what is most unique is the presentation. Bread and Roses is set up like a boutique, like a boutique restaurant. All of the tables are small. They are adorned with fine cutlery, tablecloths, and vases filled with roses. A server attends to each person's needs. The meals are made fresh daily by a master chef. And at Bread and Roses, the guests are treated with respect and care. They are treated like they belong in a fancy restaurant. This setting restores dignity in a way that I have never seen anywhere else. It is the embodiment of the blend of humility and hospitality that Jesus suggests in today's gospel reading. I don't know about you, but when I first read this gospel reading, when I first come across this, it sounds a little bit like false humility, right? Do you get that? When you're invited somewhere, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, he may say to you, friend, move up higher, then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. Ah, I don't know. This may not be like the deepest truth we've gotten out of Jesus. It sounds like Jesus is giving backhanded advice about how to be honored, right? Not only does it sound like false humility, but it appears to be a repetition of the wisdom tradition evident from the passage from Proverbs today that Kathy read. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. This is all fine. It seems like common sense advice, but it doesn't seem to teach us much about God. Unless it does. In fact, it can tell us a lot about God if we rephrase it just slightly. Instead of being predicated on our own honor, consider how this passage is transformed by the search for God. If we look for connection with the divine in places of honor, we won't find it. If we look for our own honor, we will find neither it nor God. Rather, if you look for connection with God and neighbor by taking the cheap seats, sitting in the nosebleeds, 
eating with the poor, then you are in for a treat. Then you will find what you seek. In Greek mythology, there's a, a theme called theosenia. It's related to xenia, the, the practice of hospitality to strangers. But in theosenia, human beings demonstrate their virtue and piety by extending hospitality to a humble stranger, stranger the xenos, that's where we get this xenia idea. But the, the humble stranger turns out to be a disguised deity, theos with the capacity to bestow rewards. This happens in the Iliad, this happens in the Odyssey, it happens in all the big, big players. And something similar happens in Genesis when the angels disguised show up uh, to Abraham and Sarah, right? You guys kind of remember that? And then they, get their, they receive the blessing. It is important to note, to distinguish today's gospel from that tradition. Today's gospel is not an appeal to theosenia. The God love life is not a pursuit of our own glory through kindness to the poor. It's not about getting rich by being kind. A few weeks ago, Jesus mentioned treasures in heaven. And also at the end of the gospel passage today, it's like the God, you will have your reward in the end. But Jesus is not talking about money waiting for you past the pearly gates. Heavenly treasures are the wealth of love and connection. It is an eternal wealth that we can experience now when we are attuned to it. As the band Wilco puts it, our love is God's money. In order to operate in that economy, we have to do some currency exchange. Part of that exchange rate is humility. True humility. Not humble bragging, not taking the broken chair so that everyone sees how generous and thoughtful you are. True humility. Humility, as think about it, rephrased as tied to humiliation. Franciscan priest Richard Rohr has this, this practice that I love. He prays for one good humiliation a day. One good humiliation a day. So, in a car, don't sit shotgun. Sit in the back middle. There was another term for that in my childhood that I think is still around. I also learned a, a new term for when you're sitting on the back of a motorcycle. It's called sitting pillion. Has anybody ever heard this before? I, did, I just learned this like, coming up with this. It's actually kind of fun. And that applies also to bikes. Like if you're on a bicycle and you're the person that sits on those little stands up in the back, that's sitting pillion. There's your little, your vocab for the day. But take that seat, not just for yourself, but take it for those who are never in the driver's seat. Those who never sit shotgun. Honor the poor. Honor the sick. Honor the, those who are marginalized. Honor those who can never pay you 
back. It's a curious word, honor. In our culture, I think it's lost a lot of its meaning. In our culture, our honor doesn't work like it did in Jesus' time and place. While we still have this notion we and we still have people that we like honor is not our governing motivation it is not the thing that lights people up or turns them to action this is clear in our politics our president is not an honored figure of society he's not someone revered for his military service or his success in public office or even in business rather he was famous he was a celebrity In our culture, we treat celebrity like honor. Fame is honor in our culture. With that in mind, consider this. What if? What if we treated the houseless like the Beatles? What if we treated cancer patient like star athletes? What if we treated widows like Prince William and Kate Middleton? What if we treated orphans like Princess Charlotte and Prince George? What if we treated immigrants from Honduras like stars from the British invasion? This is the radical inversion that Jesus suggests. This is the kingdom of God, a world of deep hospitality that seeks to widen our enthusiasm, to broaden the circle of community, to deepen our experience of God with us. Amen. Amen.